Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. <laughs> means Allie and Georgia are in a pillow fort on a Friday night in Allie's apartment mm-hmm. talking into mics eating stuff what's, what's up last week you? we uh, we had a really depressing podcast where we talked about our, our lives and what's been going wrong with them lately if you missed it here's a recap cancer breakups betrayal sadness yay but Broken we promised you that we'd have someone really funny to make up for the for the sadness I broke up with my fiance. I'm sorry. I'm no, quiet. it's good. I'll be quiet during the I intro. feel like all the rules can be thrown out the window after the breakup. Sadness, you mean the betrayal. Rules, like, don't talk during the intro. Yeah. Who is that talking? Hey, Allie, who's that talking? I don't know. He's some asshole that came in my apartment. <laughs> you invited me here. That's true. And then I spilled a wine spritzer that was mostly spritzer. Let's get straight to our guest. In- <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you won. You. You know what? Actually, the first time I met our guest, me. Yeah, I called mm. you a little bitch. Oh, I that your that. name was little bitch, and you were in my phone as little bitch. We have Pete Holmes wow. in the podcast. I'm in your phone as little bitch. Is you it were Lil. Why did you call bitch? him that? Because he L-I-L? was. We were Pete Holmes. Pete mm-hmm. Holmes is here, guys. Is here. He's one of my favorite comedians. Openly divorced. Mine too. Oh, I remember when you guys met. You sat at birds for three hours drawing dick pics. That's not true. You drew dick pics too. I just laughed at them. Let's go back a little bit. We met Pete Holmes on a couch. The body. Like a little diving board. You still talking about dicks? <laughs> like if the Keebler elf, the lead one, not the worker the ones, lead but the lead one. one. The alpha elf. The He's alpha. got the biggest alpha. dong. Alpha. The alpha male. Gross. <laughs> He'd climb up my leg and just, you know, cannonball off my dick. We're talking mini dicks with Pete Holmes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Love. I was recently talking about somebody. I was like, would you rather have all your dreams fulfilled and have a mini dick? Oh. A micro, Dustin. <laughs> No, what about no, Allie no, no, no! I? I wasn't telling you not to text. I'm asking you. I'm saying, micro dick and all your dreams come true, or your regular dick, the dick you have now and where you are right now. Regular dick. Yep. Allie, would you rather have a micro dick and have all your dreams come true? All or girls have, regular have micro vagina dicks. And where I you are right now. All my dreams would have come true if I had a regular dick, because oh. we live in a misogynist society. Oh. Then I dropped the mic, except it was an expensive mic, and also <laughs> I'm not really that angry because my life is pretty okay. But like getting back to Pete Holmes, we okay. met Pete Holmes on a couch backstage at Meltdown Comics. He was doing a set there. He a wanted is a little bit like a micro dick. What is? Oh, that's a clip. Anatomy that's with true. Pete Holmes. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's right, and he had a Batman makeup on. You were wearing guyliner. You're and- a zygote, and you could go one way or the other. <laughs> I'm just trying to sabotage everything. (laughs) I was wearing guy liner. I really fucked up the fort. Everybody don't move. Pete Holmes came in the fort and the first thing he did was spill a very full wine spritzer. And then he... Mostly spritzer. It was fine. It was mostly Elliot. 
Can I get back to the story yep. of how Zygote, we meme, asshole. You were on a couch. Guy liner. You were wearing guy liner, and Microbes. you were asking to go sooner at Meltdown because you wanted to get out of there. And Sounds I was, like and me. I'd never met you, and I was like, shut up, little bitch. You're going to go on when you go on, little sweetie. And I, I think you look so pretty in your eyeliner. And I, w- I didn't realize that you were Pete Holmes, so I was <laughs> sassing you. No, you can sass him. You can sass him. <laughs> when he talks in third person. Go ahead and when sass When Allie him. talks in third person, she can sass whomever she wants. Do you ever? Yes, she does. Ironically, only. Yes, she hates it. I was only doing it as a mistake. But I remember <laughs> that. That was a famous first meeting. Mm-hmm. Because I was real delirious, kind of like I am today. Yeah, you just got off a plane from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Did you learn anything this week? Mm-hmm. What'd you learn? I learned a lot. What? Like what specifically? Yep. Yep. Surgeons call when they see a patient a case. So if you ever have to pretend you're a surgeon, like uh-huh. the FBI is there and you're Harrison Ford and you have to pretend that you're not a fugitive, that you're a surgeon, uh-huh. just be like, you know, I don't have time to answer these questions. I've had four cases today. Is that so they don't get emotionally attached because it's not a person, it's a case? Ooh, yeah, like calling a, a in the army, you say like a target yeah. or the enemy. Instead yeah. of a child that and you're going to name. And surgeon. Oh. And surgeons. A mini a mini target. A mini target. Lowercase t target. A target. That's so real dark. Cute. And he had a micro penis. <laughs> yeah, he did. Some of them did. Slumber party with Allie and Georgia brought to you by micro penises <laughs> and wars. And so, war. what else did you learn? You learned when that- do you guys practice kissing pillows? <laughs> when do you when do you wake up your little brother? I have a rubber pillow that's mostly. Oh my god! Stains. Wait, do you have older siblings that woke you-, you up to? No, that would be stupid. <laughs> yes. Actually, that's a good question. When you die, they put rubber underwear on you. So when you leak, it really? Go in there. Yeah, I, that's what I learned this week. How'd well, you learn? Yeah, that? I learned that this week too. I learned a lot this week. Tell us what I never learned. stopped learning cases. Did you I said, it? "How many people do you see a day?" And he goes, "I'd see like four or five cases on a Monday." And I went, "Noted cases." Who are you talking to? Uh, the guy next to me on the plane. Oh, oh. you do that? You're that guy. Chitty chat. You know what? <laughs> not not being negative I'm just wondering George yeah I'll tell you the truth I don't normally do that but I got to my plane pretty early and I um, did some meditation now listen hold on I'm all ears about okay this. good I'm gonna get with you then oh my god I'm getting my back I'm getting a back well, eat a cookie eat a, I just felt your I felt your judgment I'm not judging I'm curious this is a curious brow all I feel is good vibes from Dustin Allie made cookies <laughs> I feel oh. judgment from you <laughs> no not really now I'll make it up to you by talking to you I want to so hear I, all about meditation mm, okay. I started to get into it but only into it in terms of being curious and not acting on any of it or doing it yet <laughs> you're okay no that's great also I heard that um, transcendental meditation is a cult well if it is it's great because it's free. Oh, okay. Tell me more about it. <laughs> I mean, like once you pay the initial fee. <laughs> yeah, the initial fee. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, tell me about meditation. I will. Can I address that right up top? Yes. There are renegade people that will teach it to you for free. Where can I find them? On I Craigslist? Craigslist. I, if you Google it, I bet you'll find people. It's like $1,100, $1,200. Why? For what? I don't. I never knew this. Look, Maharishi, Jesus Christ. I should get in the Jesus Christ. What did Jesus about Christ Maharishi. Yeah. Jesus Christ said he's the way and the truth and life, and you should love your neighbor as yourself. Who, Mana who? You guys should try being Jesus. Mana Cristo? Kind of sort of <laughs> Jewish. Mana Cristo The Count of Monarishi. Put some turkey next to my ham and deep fry me. That's a religion I'd subscribe to. Would you, you subscribe to a religion? Yeah, I would. So wait, so... Uh, Transcendental meditation, you pay someone $1,100 and then they whisper a mantra in your ear. This is from what I understand. You know what? Look, if that's what you... It's like a movie. If you go in thinking it'll be really, really good, like live free, a good day to die hard, yes. you'll probably be disappointed. If you go in and you're like, oh, they're just going to give me a mantra for $1,100, that's about right. Yeah. Why are you going in thinking 
why are you paying eleven hundred dollars? And be like, this might not work. I a want a lot of money. I no, want to transcend works. and then works and for what? And yeah, say there you it. go. Thank you. Trans- Wait, you what want happens to when you do that? I'd like to transcend so badly, but I mm. do not want to pay $1,100. The problem was I transcended so deep that when I got on the plane, I was like, it's a great idea to drink white wine. So I had like three. Is that why you went to San Francisco is to transcendentally meditate? No. What happens when you transcendentally meditate? First of all, you learn how to say it correctly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> This fucking rod over here doesn't know shit. Uh, I'm teasing you. Sorry about your engagement. <laughs> oh. Wait, what about me? My dad's got cancer and uh, I went through a breakup. Okay. But yeah, Pete. Let's all be sad. Ready? Go. You're, you went through a breakup and your dad's got the C. Uh, the big C. Your engagement broke off. Who broke it off, though? I did. Next. <laughs> My wife cheated on me. Okay. Really? You didn't know that? You're married? Stupid bitch. Jesus Christ. You're Pete Holmes. You're not married. You guys haven't even Wikipedia'd no, me. No, he's divorced. Come on, we know this. Way to do okay. zero research on me. <laughs> zero. We know Dustin, you Dustin, you knew I was divorced. I know you're, I know you're hardcore divorced. <laughs> come on. I of course know. I know that. How come Dustin didn't know? I thought you listened to my podcast sometimes. Uh, a few episodes. Sorry. Sorry to hear that. There... There's you could you could only listen to a couple episodes where I don't mention it. Look, it's a long this show. This has become an episode of my podcast. Your podcast. Can we uh, let's let's do a uh... wait? I didn't tell you the All whole right, thing. Here we go. Go. No, you're the host. No, I'm sorry. Drink go. your beer improperly and take out one of the questions. No, here's the end of the story. I did some serious. Are you listening? Serious transcendental meditation at the airport. It was amazing. Uh, and all, it's in public, so you're just sitting there. It looks like you're asleep, basically. Okay. I did it real comfortable. I put one leg up on a table. Mm. Looked pretty cash. So then, like, the long and the short of it is, is what it does for me is it makes you very, very present. Okay. So a lot of our time is spent distracting ourselves with music and movies. There's nothing wrong with these things, by the way. Music, movies, food, alcohol, even conversation. Uh, but when you take a real moment to kind of like have a almost like an alien appreciation of the present moment, okay. like if you were an alien shot to this world. Like you'd be fascinated with everything. You look real bored. Hey, I'm, I'm not bored. I'm um, I'm rolling my eyes at the concept. <laughs> I like your Georgia's candor. people went through the Holocaust, so she I'm can an, hate on us. Here's everything. what I am. Oh, I was so I'm close a naysayer. to wrapping this up. Go. You're I'm sorry. A naysayer? Go on. You, yeah. you said nay to your engagement. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of information such in that laugh. I know. I'm such sorry. a bitch. I walked Every here. day that you show up not wearing guyliner is a disappointment, by the way, because I met you that way. Continue. I wish I could get it tattooed on permanent. Kaiser Permanente. I'll give you a black the, eye. You could. Oh. The, per, the point, the end of the story is, because, God, I can really, your energy, your negative energy <laughs> is like a jacuzzi, it's like a warm spot in the pool. It's, it's are you real. peeing in it? You are. Oh. Can you please keep telling me about Thank it? Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Positive. I see why you found your yang over there. Fucking yin over ah, here. I'm just drinking my Guinness. Oh, a dark beer, I noticed. <laughs> is that racist? I don't get it. No, you're not even listening. You're yang. Yin oh, yang. Right, 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 Light right. dark. Got it, got it, got it. Jesus fucking Christ. When you burn cookies, do you give them to her? And she goes, perfect. <laughs> These are just how I wanted them. Meditation is stupid. The Holocaust happened. Engagements aren't forever. I don't think Pete likes me. I love you every day. How are you doing, Georgia? Go I'm on. sorry about that time that we had Pete over. <laughs> Who was that man? Pete. Sorry. Come back. Go the on. end of the story is, then I get on the plane. I'm very centered. And that's why I talk to the person next to me the whole time. By the way, I was ready to throw on the noise cancelers and the eyeglasses, sunglasses with sun on them, and I uh, just zone out for the whole flight. I'm totally up for that. But he, uh, we had a good vibe. And you he guys was, exchanged he, numbers? 
Allie keeps doing this fucking panting thing. The, the past like two weeks you've been doing that. Is that what it, it is? Yeah. Is that what that was? I've just embraced being as disgusting as I feel. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, he was 6'10". His name was Tom. Ooh. And he's a surgeon. Did you talk to him about micro penises? No, but I bet he had a huge dick because his Ugh. hands were enormous. Yeah. <laughs> they were huge is hands. That the, is that the rule? Is that the... Rule. I bet he had quite a huge hands, big dick. Yeah. What am I, a preteen girl? Which <laughs> one of us you... skipped our childhood? Yeah, when but it's I mean, like, come on, like those are those are like silly little rules. What you don't think that's true? Show me a man with a fucking huge hand that doesn't have a big old dick. I'd rather Dustin, not. Dustin, hold it up, buddy. Dustin, better than average. He's got a sizable hand. Huh. Yeah. I don't. You never heard that? Now I'm flipping through yeah, my back I've catalog, that, but I don't know if that's just one of those like. uh what do they call them? Myths? Sure. A, I, there has to be A slutty wife's tale? Yeah. Ooh. A concubine's tale? Yeah. <laughs> a whore's tale? A whore's tale. A whore's tale. I love a whore's light. When, <laughs> I go to, when I go to a bar, I'll order Can you tell me a little light. bit about transcendental meditation and how yeah, you started? Yeah, off Do mic quick... when this one isn't. No, I want to hear about I just it. Your eyes know... are rolling like the boulder Can chasing I tell you? Indiana. Allie's been interested and I would love Can I tell you my story about it? Yeah. Always, you meaning starting right now and never before. I didn't say always. I said Allie. I couldn't give two shits. Ali, <laughs> why would you close off your tomb? I'm kidding. No, you can. Georgia doesn't need meditation because she has Xanax. It's, I was, it's exactly. When you take right. Xanax, you rob yourself of REM sleep, and I love Xanax. Oh, you don't. <laughs> so have if you I take it to sleep, well, yeah. if you take it, you should take something else to sleep. You should. It would be better to take an Advil PM. Okay, mm-hmm. I have some of those. I don't want to be a know-it-all, but I did just learn that. In fact. I learned that this week. That doesn't, I do take a half of Xanax before bed, and I've been sleeping like shit lately. So you shouldn't do sense. that. Rem, I'm sorry. Get them because Rem's I used to do that too. If I wasn't able to sleep, I would take half of Xanax. But what are you? So many thoughts going. Did you have a, That's what meditation is all about? But you're not interested. Um, uh, I have two things to say. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> but I said you're not interested. <laughs> no, I'm interested. I want to. Ali, go. Is I this, like that you're like I can't quiet my brain. Meditation's stupid. That's one of your thoughts that you can't quiet. I can't that tell meditation is stupid. if I accidentally got trapped in a romantic comedy from 1930 and I should just back out of the fort and let you guys pick it. Well, well, oh, where George and I hate each point. other and then yeah. it starts well, raining. And we well, just... let me tell you. <laughs> but then he backhands me and I realize I'm in love with him. And this whole yeah. time I've been in, I'm I a only, housewife now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fall in love paradise. with Jews. Listen to me, Pete. Candy oh. pink stove. And then you're happy. <laughs> Turns out I just wanted a baby and me all alone. And then you don't have any thoughts. I feel like I need to be the um the ethnic shoeshine man that backs out of the scene. Yeah. And, and we just... cut your tap dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have really great <laughs> advice. You have a great advice. <laughs> cookies? More cookies? And oh, go. God, this is getting racist. Yep. Getting? We've been racist for 20 minutes. <laughs> all right, Alex, talk about transcendental meditation because yeah. I don't know anything about well, it. Well, okay, so I've been having anxiety. I'm yeah. an anxious person. Yeah. It's been the turbine that fuels my success, and now it is killing me. <laughs> it's like a superpower. <laughs> so I'm ready to take that down a notch. And I was like, maybe I need to TM myself. And then someone's like, I can help you with this. Cool. And they called me, a friend of a friend. And he's like, I teach this. I can help you. And I was like, great. My dad's going through cancer. I'm having a tough time. I'm a little stressed out. And he's like, let me help you. It did all this stuff for me. It was so great. End of the pitch, she's like, and normally it'll cost you $2,500, but I'll give you a mantra for a thousand. And I was like, Ooh, what? Yeah. I, I thought it so, but then someone else told me like, well, you use that mantra your whole life. And I was like, that, I guess so. But I would feel weird about it. Here's what I'm about to say. It is ridiculous that it costs so much. Did you, but you bought yours. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. You can't tell anyone yours, right? My mantra? Yeah. No, you're not supposed to. Talk is it just it. like jibbity job job job? What if everyone's the same? Jibbity job job job. Here's what I'm about to tell you. 
Uh, two things. One, jibbity job 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 could in theory work. <laughs> um, what if everyone's is the same and nobody knows because nobody Ooh. tells? Well, they teach it to like junior high kids uh, in like inner city schools and stuff, and it really works for them. And they and really? my teacher, was, yeah. Google it. <laughs> I'm so impatient with you. I'm so sorry. Oh I'm my so god. Sorry. No, no, no. But you should Google it. It's it's interesting. But they all tell each other their mantras. Mm-hmm. Did I cross the line? Mm-mm. The mantra. I've been too mean to you. No good. I've been a little mean to you. Touch her on the knee and tell her. It's don't fine. touch her. I haven't shaved in like weeks. So don't touch me. Okay, girls don't always, touch. Can I, now I want to. Okay, touch me. Because girls always. He's touching her knee right now. It's that I would call that smooth. Okay. It's fine. Every girl I've ever been with is like, I didn't shave. <laughs> and then I touch her leg. It's nothing. Can I tell you something, a secret? Yeah. As long as we're having a slumber party. Do you yeah. shave your own vagina? Oh my God. Thank you for getting me double mic'd. No, I, I get it waxed every three to five years. <laughs> <laughs> I can Harry and the Hendersons. You yep. let them back into the woods. Everyone. I while. think there's a vagina. No, I get it. I get it waxed on the reg. Uh huh. You know. What's the downside of shaving your own vagina? It, uh, ask ask someone who. Thank you for double micing me again. Ask someone who had an ingrown hair once that was a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ask anyone who's ever had an ingrown vagina. Also, it's stubbly and yeah. it looks like you have a diaper rash. And, it, and yeah. Okay. Okay. Who, no. I mean, are you going to shave your vagina? No. Okay. Don't don't shave your micro wang either. It's fine the way it is. <laughs> clean it up. Just clean it up. Fellas don't should trim it. it a little bit. Yeah, they should trim Allie, it. Allie, what were you going to ask? I, I don't been, know. I was too mean and I apologize. No, I'm not. I, I don't have a soul. Oh, I had so a confession. He can be as mean as he wants to be. I don't think that's true. It's not. I had a confession. You need to read. I had a pillow for confession. Oh. So I was shave the other my, day. I um I have a stand up shower. So when I shave my legs, I have to throw my foot up on the wall and shave the best I can. <laughs> that's how you, you have a stand That's how you fall shower. and die, and that's how people. Everyone stands up <sighs> in the shower. Well, I know, but I have to. But I have to shave my legs. Anyway, the other day I was like boop doo going out for a jog, and I looked down and smooth legs, except for a very strange strip of long hair <laughs> near my ankle that like I just barcode. I just can't get to, and I just continually <laughs> shave around it. And then I was like, well, that's a hairy anklet that I don't know I had. Oh, my God. Did I mention I went through a breakup? <laughs> no, I'll, I, I love Gab and like girls. I am embarrassed to tell you this, but there are moles on my body <laughs> that grow hair in them mm-hmm. that I shave. But if you John Malkovich me, you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. lived within me and took over, it would take you a long time to realize like, oh, oh, like one's on my arm, like the back of my arm. You shave it before you think you might have sex. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Do women care about hairy moles? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, it's more for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole time you're looking at your own body. I, if, oh, I, also I get massaged pretty red. Uh, Was that your mating call that you just did? Yeah. <laughs> just spontaneously ovulated. You, you guys, and we Dustin. could see into his cavity, chest cavity while he left. Like yeah. That. I saw down I, your uvula. You just showed us ooh, your uvula. Good uvula. <laughs> And the laugh comes back. If I get a massage and realize I didn't shave my weird arm hair, mm-hmm. I feel bad. There's also one in the middle of my back that I can't reach. Can I, we see? I want to see your arm. We'll see it later. You, it's this one. But I shaved it. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's fine. Do you thought you were going to have sex in this fort tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I shave, I'm an optimist, so I shave it every day. Oh. I'm like, who knows? Do you want to talk about your love life? Yeah. There's nothing Do you really have a crush on anyone? About. Well, you're married, apparently. Well, you Jesus were married in your divorce. Yeah. Do we know this? I didn't. God, it was a help, I rem- help me. Who's it was being a tough thing. To it was a tough who, thing. Who am I married? You were together for a long time. Uh, you moved out here. It's kind of it's a little mess. You're you're right, but you're wrong. I'll break <laughs> it down for you. I I graduated college. I got married to the first girl that I had sex with. Yeah, that's penis and vagina. 
Yeah. I want to go back and tell you that that that's like, a bad Pete, idea. That was a mistake. Yeah, but you know what it did? It incubated me for yeah. eight, uh, for about seven years. So it Which kept me out of bad. trouble. It was good. Yeah. I don't regret it at all. It really kept me out of trouble. It kept me very focused uh, on comedy and my career. And I wasn't trying to meet anybody. This is why I got divorced. Because listen to how unromantically yeah, I talk I about her. It. I'm mm-hmm. like, she was like, she filled the space. I was like, I have a wife. This is her. But I wasn't like I know she, you dog, well, I was a kid. Please, please don't no, hate me. I'm just I was moaning for for the collective state of our of our romantic Look, consciousness and that we're told to do that. I love that. Thank you. And that's what I was doing. I did the right thing. And I had sex with somebody. And, and the first time that this girl went down on me, I was like, we're going to get married. That's true. Really? Was she that good or had you never had that? No, before? I didn't even. I, I'm not a big blowjob person. We can talk about that if you want. What? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are like because I like doing the fucking I don't like getting fucked. Do you feel is like, that, do you feel rude, like rude and mean that you're making this girl do that? Or is it nope. just, you just don't like it? Can I postulate that there's a level of codependence in the fact that you want to be the one controlling things? Absolutely. And you don't like to take, you don't huh. like to receive? Interesting, Allie. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, what do you think? I'm not. I'm pouring more but, I want you to know I'm not threatened by that at all. Um, <laughs> I, I want you to know I, I agree with what you just said, but it's not a big deal. You like being the one, you like the being the one The dick does the giving. fucking. The dick Wait, but does what about the fucking going down on a girl. So you're Love a bottom. Because so you like giving, you like, like giving. giving. You don't like receiving. You feel uncomfortable Look, because you're not. I've had providing. some wonderful beaches in my life. Wonderful, real like I mean memorable things. Like that was amazing. Holy shit! But like, you want to talk about orgasm theory? Sure. Let's. How much it costs? Eleven hundred dollars to get. Yeah. Your... Can I have a mantra? Can I have an orgasm? I'll finish mantra? that. By the way, wow. we, should finish. we should go back to that. Uh, orgasm theory for me is like if you're having sex with somebody and if you're going to have sex with them more than once, there's the first orgasm. Okay. And that's a very fragile, uh, it's very volatile. It's like this, um, it's like a can of beer that's been shook too much. You know what I mean? It's very like, uh, any, any little touch will kind of get it done. So you spend that first fuck kind of like trying not to come. Okay. That's where for it blows a guy up. only. For a guy, sure. Okay. I can only speak for a guy. Okay. Keep your laws off my body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So f- the first intercourse that you have, you're trying not to you're trying not to finish. And it's wonderful. And you try and make that last. I'm not staying, but you try and make that last. <laughs> not staying. Tell me about <laughs> it. Uh, it. He loves TM. I know he does. He also sleeps under a pyramid. Uh, oh, God, I love it. We can talk about it later. I'm going to order one. A Pyram- sting? I'd like to order one hot, one hot sting, please. Yeah, he comes in fifty nine easy installments of never coming conversations. This is about sting. Right she now. just said that about me. I know, Am I like not balancing pyramids. you well? No. Oh, I understand. Okay, I have a I have a theory that um, I was in a long term relationship for five years, and like you have really great sex in the beginning. It's fun. It's exciting. It's new. And then you're always expected to get like worse and boring and this is what we do. But what about in like year two or three when you're like, I trust you completely and here's the secret thing that I'm really into. And you trust that person so much that you can do this weird shit. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's better than the beginning of the like oh, excited sex. You're saying freaky is better. It's better to get freaky. Yeah. Like freaky's the real, better. they're like, okay, you know how we watch girl on girl porn? I'm really not into that. And here's what I'm into. Oh. Guy on guy porn. Guy on guy porn. I've never watched porn with anybody. You never watched porn with anyone? No, because I am porn. What? <laughs> I never have. Because when, because as soon as I walk in the room, it's like fucking everyone's got a rock hard one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it never came. It never, huh. never gotten that. So uh, the first ones are like, eh, and then they get better. Is what you're saying? What? Or some blowjobs. 
Go on. Uh, orgasm theory. Oh, no. They're all good. Okay. But that first one is the window where if you want to <laughs> do that, it has to be at the beginning when it's really, really interesting. I never, I'd never heard that. Mm. I'm going to poll, I'm going to poll people on the street. I'm going to hang out at Big Wang's and I'm going to yeah, ask questions. I feel like you're, I don't, I feel like this is where your thoughts on this. That thought? Yeah. Dustin? I always feel like it's always like, what? Oh, no, I, I get what he's saying. You do? Yeah, with your, when you're a guy like the, you're talking when about you're the, backed up. Yeah, when the first time you're with a woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a lot more psychic effort and, and. Huh. It gets better like the second or third time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also because it, by virtue of being more exciting the first time, it's everything is more stimulating. So even like a hand job would get you off very quickly at the beginning. Hand jobs. HJs. I love a good HJ. Everyone. I think, Nobody I think loves it, an HJ. I think, it, I think people love a good HJ. Yeah. Is there a There's good very HJ? few good HJs. I mean, once you've had a BJ, is, it, is there a good HJ? Sure. Let's it's nostalgic. Merge, merge the two into one sort of. People complain that the BJ is too much of an HJ. I say bring the HJ into the BJ. Oh, well. <laughs> Just like a lot of girls that when they get their BJs want some HJ in there too. You have to have, you always have to have some HJ. Not everybody. You guys, well, can we talk about ghost stories? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the best ghost story okay, ever. Okay, go now, please. I told you I had the best ghost story ever. You told me it was over in a flash. It was like the first ghost story you ever told me it's happened too fast, like a beer can exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Say you don't love my stories and then use them against me. No, no. Okay, so tell me your. Maharishi, by the way, says if you don't spend a lot of money on your TM, that you won't take it serious because of the Western world. Fuck, I hate that. Fuck that. It's so stupid. There's a lot of things that are money. Why is money? Money is not part of this equation. There are so many things I cherish that did not cost a lot of money. Then maybe that's assuming you're a dick and that you care about material things. I think he is assuming you're a dick. I'm not a dick. I don't like any of. I'm sorry, but this just all sounds. If the money equation was not in, was not there, I would be so much more open to it. But that just sounds like a load of shit to me. That a bunch of fucking people who are sad and like and can't figure it out on their own have to do to like be, to make it seem worthwhile, make life. Mm. I just don't believe it at all. I think it's you have to pay to get closure in life, and it's not like therapy. It's just something. Well, how in much? Your ear. How much do you pay on therapy when you go? Eighty dollars a week, and and I sit and talk with her about. Life, but it's I'm worthwhile. But I mean, if something is, I know I'm just devil's. I'm Monterey. She's advocating. I know. You think uh, it's the, the devil? Entire sentence was wrong. Mono advocating. Who am I? I don't know. But you pay for things that help you. I pay for you. I pay seventeen dollars every time I go to stupid yoga. I think that's great. It helps. I don't know, but also I love running. That shit's free. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'll just say that for me, I've when I learned it. There was a time when I was enjoying it, but then I kind of started to fall off. And then I was like, I spent a lot of money on that. And it made me start doing it again. It's like buying r nice running shoes. And you're like, well, those are just gone. Off. I think that's exactly right. And it's funny coming from you who doesn't don't, doesn't like it. Or running. I, I hate running. Buy nice run I buy running shoes at Target. Yeah, that's shitty. You need good running shoes, man. I also mm. don't run. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really like that metaphor. That's exact. I think that's exactly the point. I don't think that's. You can put, I think running and transcendental meditation are not things that can, that should be like a, what's the word? Commodified. Commoditized. Yeah, uh, commodified. No, no monetized. monetized. No, running Jesus. can be monetized. Hi. Fine. But transcendental meditation, like by its very nature is getting in touch with this reality and money has no place in that. I can't believe, I, when you, Ali told me that was $1,100, that's... But that was a knockdown from $2,500. What a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, if there's anything that I agree is is bullshit about the whole thing is that it costs so much. But it helps you. 
Oh yeah, I think it's worth See? way more than. I'm glad it helps more. you, but I don't think you'd need to pay for. I don't think you'd need that part of it. Here's my ghost story. Okay. It's not mine, unfortunately. It's a friend of a friend, uh, like so many good ghost stories are. Uh, but it's real quick. I like it, and I encourage you to tell this to other people. It's okay. a good one. So this woman was going to, uh, I believe it was Martha's Vineyard, to rent a summer house. That's what makes it such a great ghost story, is that it takes place during the day. <laughs> is that she was gonna? She, so she goes to the real estate. It's her and her five-year-old son go to the real estate office and get the keys to this, uh, like you know, uh, cottage by the water. Uh, so they get the keys and she's just going to drive to the cottage and make sure it's okay. Make sure it looks that the keys work, that there's enough bedrooms, that sort of stuff. So she parks in the driveway. She leaves the kid in the car. She goes to the cottage. She unlocks the door. She walks around and she looks around. Everything's fine. Middle of the day. Everything's fine. She goes to the porch. She locks the door and uh, right over her shoulder, very standard ghost story. She hears a man say, go away. Right? <gasps> So she turns over her shoulder and no one's there. She's like freaked out, but she convinces herself that she just imagined it. Finishes locking the door, goes back to the car, gets in the car, and the kid in the passenger seat goes, what did that man want? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is Rihanna here all of a sudden? It's Usher. Oh. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> the best ghost story there's ever been you can't what if there was like a homeless man living there and he's like go away well he wasn't homeless if he lived there was he i mean like staying there (laughs) he's said i'm just such a fucking naysayer we consider that a member of the homeless community if you're squatting i have a question yeah you you have a friend named patrick who's my next door neighbor (laughs) you've known each other for a long time Mm -hmm. small world I knew someone who lived in Patrick's apartment before I moved into this apartment who said it was haunted as fuck. Patrick's apartment? Patrick's apartment is haunted? Yes. Yes. So haunted that he was like, he, you can tell Patrick, but he was, um, my friend Dave used to live in that very apartment. <laughs> real? Swear to God, my friend Dave lived in that apartment and one day he and his fiance Julie were in the main room and then they heard boom. Boom, boom. They went into the bathroom and three candles that had been like kind of on the ledge of the bathroom had all shattered into the into the bathtub. And then also the uh, picture frame that was hanging above the bathtub. The, the frame was on the wall, but the glass was shattered into the bathtub. And he had an auto harp that he had on the wall that would play itself. It's an auto harp. I know. It played itself. And but don't um, auto harps play themselves? No, they don't. Oh. It's a myth. To just call it a harp. Okay. It was um it wasn't a player piano. It wasn't an auto harper piano. And and why so why is it called auto then? All this well, it's a good question. I actually don't know why it's called an auto harp. Mm. But also, who gives a fuck? Because yes. there's ghosts in what there. What did that man want? Ooh. So anyway, my friend lived in your friend's apartment. Has your friend has Patrick ever told you that he saw a ghost? He's too sauced every night huh. to notice. Is he? I guess he's Oh, I don't know. Is he Irish? Every oh, night he's like, joke. I had some friends over last night. It was Ooh. great. And it's just there's nobody there. I've ever. been over it's his just... place. We recorded a podcast there. And there was no shenanigans. Interesting. Do you believe in ghosts, Pete? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't. I guess the answer would be I'm open to it. Mm. I know that's kind of boring. It would no, be more fun not. if I was like totally. But oh. I've never seen one. But I mean, when I hear stuff like that, I'm kind of open to the. You know what my favorite ghost theory is? What is? <laughs> <laughs> is that all of time is happening simultaneously? Yeah, oh, I know it is. Talked about this. You've talked about this many one. times. Oh. There's yeah. so many dimensions, you guys. No, I agree with this. Is how I feel. Is that it's all everything hap- is happening. But then, why do I gotta pay my car insurance? I know. If there's so many dimensions, why do I have to Explain pay my car how insurance? Explain how you feel about that. 
I know the Peter Tensio. Oh my God, maybe it's just Pete's that I feel that way. Pete's in our fort. Peter Tensio. We talked about. Tell me, tell us what you think. I mean, I, I'm not an expert in it, but just that idea that, like, like in the others, you know, where they're mm-hmm. like, they're the ghosts, and they think the other people are the ghosts, and so when you see a ghost, there's probably a chance that that ghost thinks you're a ghost. Yeah, <gasps> that's Einstein's theory. I think is that everything is, it's uh, relative and not linear. Happening at the same time. Somebody explained it to me like the rings of a tree. So all of existence is this tree and you cut it in. We're all rings and they don't intersect each other. You know, the rings of the tree. Um, but they're all happening at the same time. And then when they something happens and there's a crossover that you see someone else's reality. Ooh. But then I'm also open to the idea that some events are psychically traumatic and that's why they keep reliving them. So someone who's dead, who instead of going to another dimension or moving on keeps getting drowned in the bathtub. <gasps> oh, you had to drown in the bathtub. <laughs> and then Usher comes yeah. out from behind the bathtub curtain. I found Bieber. And he rubs his six-pack at you. Rub my six-pack. Yeah. Why does that happen? Because he has a really good no. six-pack. Not a lot of black ghosts. Can we say that? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you see a black ghost, that's, that's a quite a find. You don't spend enough time in the South. You know why? Ah. I think it's because white people are more like, oh, this isn't right. I don't like this. And we're like, and then what are black people like, Georgia? They're like, um, it's cool. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> black people are like, Let's it's cut cool. this entire part out as well. Meaning you guys cut all the best parts. You shouldn't cut any Let's of these. Let's talk about like your a, podcast. It's like a bris. Can we here. talk about your podcast? Why, Can I tell you something do that? about your podcast? Yeah. Do you do yoga? I do Bikram yoga because I like punishment. Oh, it's very sweaty. I know all bi- all yoga is Bikram yoga for me because I sweat a lot. Yeah, it's me really too. sweaty. You, you get do all yoga that too? Out. No, I sweat a lot. This one time I <laughs> ate. This one time I made a pot roast. It was delicious. I infused it with garlic and stuff. The next day I went to Bikram and my sweat smelled like garlic. It was gross. Well, garlic is one of those. I love garlic. I love oh, garlic man. too. Smell of garlic on someone. Gross. Wait, you like it on a person? Yeah. On their breath. I love. She likes it on their breath. You like- I, have a, I like bad smells. Really? Real weird. Yeah. She likes ghost Bio, smells. garlic. Bio is not the worst smell, if we're being honest. And I have a theory that all genitalia kind of smells like bio. Allie, what do you always say it smells like? Genitalia? Yeah. I don't you know what say you are talking about. Mushroom soup. <laughs> oh, no. I dated a guy. I dated a guy who was in a blutophobe. He, was, he had a fear of bathing, and he would bathe once or twice a week, and his crotchal regions smelled and he didn't wear like, underwear either he also didn't and he wore a lot of polyester and he, he smelled a little <laughs> bit like cream of mushroom soup down there <laughs> just FYI I don't really like cream of mushroom soup <laughs> just in general that's so I heinous. do but I don't want to see my was face pretty. in it and it was I've, I've said this before that's a gross man yeah, 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 That's yeah. That's a gross man. Yeah, 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 he was, he was. Um, Which is fine. It's over, it's over, it's over. It's people over. give vaginas a, a, a hard time for smelling bad or whatever, but I think it all smells... Hard I feel like any crease in the dark smells the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fat kid's elbow after a volleyball game smells the same as a vagina. <laughs> That's why you like it? Uh, I'm always chasing Aww. fat kids after volleyball games. <laughs> Just let me take a nap in there. <laughs> They will, good if game, you ask game. correctly. Oh, God. Is that your meaning call? Good game? Good game? <laughs> good game. Good, good game. game. Have you ever... What's the closest to a physical fight? Do you ever have to swat anyone away, like, at a dumb... Like, after a show or something, like a heckler? Uh, you ever punched in the face? Bullshit. I've requested to be punched in the face. Hmm. Why did you do that? I don't know. When... 
boys get drunk, sometimes they're like, punch me in the face. But to whom? Like there a valet? Friends. They're friends. Oh, like out of for Because you just want to know what it's like? Yeah, you just it's like very fight club. You're just like, I just want to see wow. what it's like. Wow. What if I, girls said that? I had a friend beat, he didn't beat the shit out of me, but we beat the shit out of each other. And I remember the next morning I woke up and I like was covered in bruises. <gasps> That's and so was, it was so stupid. It was the day, like, I was in college, and and we loved Irish car bombs, like all college idiots do, and with Guinness. <laughs> and um, I was like, why don't we just buy a case of Guinness and a bottle of Jameson and a mm. bottle of Bailey's? Then we can just, because the reason we didn't drink them all the time was because they were, like, $12. So I was like, let's just buy all the ingredients, and we did. And then, like, you drink three of those, and then you're kicking the shit out of each other. because you drink them fast. I've never had an Irish car bomb. You just drink it super fast, right? Yeah, What exactly really are good. the mechanics of one? Or else it'll curdle. What is it, Pete? I believe that's the... I, I think that... I'm not sure about the curdling. I think that's why they tell you you're supposed to drink yeah. it quickly. You drop a shot... You drop a shot of uh, Bailey's Irish cream into a pint of Guinness, right? Well, it's half it? Bailey's, half Jameson. Oh. Oh, Dear. I was hoping it would be like a turducken, like it was a tiny glass of Bailey's and a medium glass no. of Jameson. And it a is very a little big... bit like a turducken. Like part of it, though, part of the tradition is like dropping it. Everyone like one, two, three, and then and then you're in college. It's deaf people doing it. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't go to college. Uh, so you beat you beat it. the shit out of each other. Did you guys make out? No. That's a bummer for no. us. Do you want to do you want to pick a question out sure. of our bag of questions? Oh yeah, this is a slumber party. We sometimes slumber we make party. you pick a question out of a purse and read it. What is it? What's the most embarrassing thing your family would find when cleaning out your house after, after you, you die? die? Currently? Yeah. What? Or whenever. I do love this question. I do too. It's the worst question. The most embarrassing thing. So, so you're Pete's dad. Oh my Pete, God. The plane crashed. You and the surgeon. Pete. Fiery death. And then um, your friends and your family go to clean your house out and they're like, what's under the bed? And they're cleaning out the drawers. I don't know if I can answer this question. <gasps> you have to answer this question well, personally. Oh my God. Have yeah. to, but slumber that's, party. The fact that you can't answer it we answers it. To. It's a slumber party. It's a strap on dildo. No. I don't know. I just started saying objects. Girl, ladies' underwear in your Yeah, it would drawer? be a ladies' pair of ladies' underwear, probably. <laughs> that like fit a, your butt. That, that I wear. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it would, it would, they would have to know how to use the internet to really get at it. Oh, yeah. Like your browser history? Yeah. It's not that weird. Do you, do you clear your browser history ever? Like, no. In fact, can I say something? You should do that. No. What? Allie? Why? 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 I, just, I grew up religious, so I spent so much of my life clearing my browser history that I now, as a make a point to not clear my because you're an adult and you can do what you want. I'm an adult and but, I don't care. But has has anyone ever been like, oh, let me show you this video. Let me show you this Harlem Shake video, and then they grab your laptop and you're like, yes, yes. But <gasps> there, it really okay. Can I? I'll tell you something weird. Is okay. So I spent so much of my life being ashamed of my uh, sexuality, and I would never talk the way that we've been talking on this podcast, yeah. for example. because you were Mormon. The way you've been <laughs> No, I just look Mormon. Really? I was regular, thank you very much. I thought you grew up Mormon for some reason. No, I just I look Mormon. I swear I thought I heard that on your podcast. <laughs> no, no, nobody listens to, it's like hip-hop. You guys don't listen to the words, you just listen to the rhythms of how oh, I talk. Jesus, I really thought that you grew up Mormon from your last, from a podcast. I know a to. lot about Mormonism. <laughs> I really do. God damn it. And relate deeply to the state of Utah. Can I say that you do really look, look like a Mormon? I know. <laughs> so <laughs> as an exercise, this is, I think this is a better answer to your question. As an exercise, I had this 1986 Playboy. 
um, Lisa Matthews is on the cover. That's not somebody you should know. I have this chair, you know, like a, and like a, like a puffy, like a soft chair. I don't know how to talk about chairs. Like a lazy boy. A little bit like a lazy boy, but it was like a Lithuanian lazy boy. So it was covered in like flowers, yeah. <laughs> like an old lady chair. Yeah. And on the bottom was this, you know, the upholstery was the like lining. Okay. So I would go under it and I'd cut the lining Smart. and that's where I would keep this playboy that I had shoplifted. Uh, oh my with, God. With my friend Opie. <laughs> so me and Opie still, you know, can I tell you this? I went into the store and I said, can I please buy a playboy? I, I know I'm underage. I will not narc on you. I will give you $20 and I will take this playboy and I will leave and I will never tell anyone that you did this. And I'll never forget. He said, I probably didn't say that articulately. I was was probably like, I I want a boner (laughs) so bad, (laughs) but I have one now, but I want one with a purpose. Yeah. Please give me boobies so badly. And he was like, you don't want one of those. It'll make you go cross-eyed. And he crossed his eyes. I was like, fuck you, man. You could have helped me out. So he came back the next day and stole one. (laughs) So fuck you. So we stole that, and then I used to keep it in the upholstery of my thing, and at night, this is pre-jerking off, I used to just take it out and look at it, and just, I, I don't even remember getting blue balls or anything, but I just looked at it and was like, hubba hubba, and like put it away and went to sleep. Oh. Now, cut to, I'm 33 now, and that was a very long time ago, that was 1986, so I was like, wait, no, that I don't think it's, not, I think it's actually 93 or something. I always say 86 because that's when the Red Sox went to the World Series. Anyway, so I think wow. it was it's like 93. Right so much I don't understand. A thousand toothpicks. I, <laughs> so to cut, to cut to now, I realize I could buy, because you can buy anything now. I do that a lot. I'll buy like children's books that I grew up with. Um, it's trippy. It's trippy as fuck. If you like, mean you'll order like the toad and the frog say yes exactly. to each other on Amazon? If you want to, not to bring it back to meditation, but when you're meditating, sometimes you'll get into a deep place where you start remembering oh, things yeah, that you uh, forgot. Not bad things, but I'll remember like a frame. And you know, fuck meditation. I'll also just do this while I'm falling asleep. Like you'll just notice things flashing before your brain. You're like, is that the hair from that? So-? Like the rabbit. Is that the rabbit from that story? What was that story called? And you're like, I should Google that. But then you just fall asleep. I tend to remember that stuff. Then I look it up and I'll order the show. So it's not just pornography, but also I'll be like, I want to have the Playboy from 93 that I loved as a kid. And here's the thing. Here's the, here's the punchline is that I'll buy it. So I get it on eBay. You can get it like three ninety nine. Oh my God. Which is amazing. Buy it now. Yes. Heal it now. I get it. I click on the heal it now button. It comes and the whole point, the psychological point of the exercise was to buy this magazine and not hide it. I don't like a weirdo. I know this is weird. So if you come to my house, if you walk down the street to my house on my desk, you'll see this playboy and another one that I had when I was a kid. Is it how, is it how you remembered it? Because when I was a kid, my sister and I, when, you know, when there were um, videos and VCRs and stuff, video shops, my sister and I snuck into the, porno section we were like seven and nine and we snuck into the porno section of this video store and like looked around as quickly as possible because we knew we we're gonna get in trouble and the one thing my eyes landed on was a video called uh naked with shoes on and it was <laughs> there's like no. eight yeah i remember this clear i was like six or seven because my parents were divorced at that point and my dad was like well i don't know what to do with you guys i'm taking you to the video store it was just a naked girl with like tennies and like thick bunched up socks on and it was called naked with shoes on and i just wonder if like it looks the way i remember it looking does it remember do you remember does it look the way you remember it looking a great question and yeah and by the way 
for some reason, naked with shoes on is doing it for me. <laughs> like, that sounds I mean, fantastic. It's kind of a sexy thing. It's, Someone's birthday's in June. Hey. Who, mine? <laughs> you should get it for yourself. No, I don't know if it's the same because I had religious guilt and shame associated with it. It's so with much it. sexier when you have that. Actually, that's true. Yeah. When did you get, when did you slough off the religious shame? Was that after the divorce? Yeah, it was after the divorce. Was, was she religious? Yeah, we both were. Can I have, I've actually hypothesized that the hottest sex you can have, and I don't want to make light of something that was probably very hard for people's families, but the pastor of my church had an affair. <gasps> and I was like, when I was a kid, and I was like, now thinking about it. And again, somebody who's been cheated on, my wife had an affair. I understand. So I don't want to be flippant here. But I have to think, let's take that individual out of it that religious guilt sex is the hottest sex you can have because if you're fucking like you're going to go to hell for it yep ooh, you still want it but you still do you it still, you still it's like it's for it's like the modern equivalent <sighs> of for, it's pride and prejudice you know never, what i mean i will never understand that i will never have that cuz you never oh it's feeling bad about stuff is great yeah you enjoy it so much more you just don't have that <sighs> you can have that you just have to um fuck a goy <laughs> You should fuck her go away. That's all I do. Hey. <laughs> hey but that's why, like, I'll tell you how I create that in my modern life. That's why rules are fun. If it was illegal to walk around with your pants off, it wouldn't be fun it to take your pants off. It would not be as fun. Yeah. As fun. So if you go to Disneyland uh -oh. and fuck, like, in a hotel where in the lobby of that hotel, Beast is signing autographs, <laughs> there's something kind of fun about that. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're doing something carnal. Or like and gross. you're at a wedding and you would like sneak into a closet. Have exactly. you ever done that at a wedding? Not at a wedding, but at a party. I've snuck mm -hmm. into a closet with my boyfriend. Uh, that's not as that's not as bad I as know. like a groomsman or something. And you came out of the cliche. closet and realized your boyfriend was a girl. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I realized my boyfriend was a coat, and I, and it was just <laughs> really confusing. Um. So you did you? Because George and I are both going through some shit right now. Did right. you feel like your after your divorce? You had a rebirth of sorts. Are you thankful for that? I really am. Yeah, I feel. I feel I, like you. Like when you were. You've been doing stand up before that, though. Clearly. Yep. Clearly. Actually, when did you start doing stand up? When did Pete Holmes know he was funny? Oh, God. <laughs> very madman. I, I think I've been doing it almost twelve years. Two thousand and one was when I really started doing it seriously. Yeah, Georgia just, just lost Georgia. Georgia no, lost the teleport and <laughs> she's lying down she's on back. the ground. She's back. Go on. Um, so once I'm just going to talk to you about TM. <laughs> she's she going to tune out. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Okay, I want to okay, hear okay, this. I, by the way. No, but. Mm, well, I'll tell you about off when, because no one cares. I'll tell you about the TM later because I had a weird experience when I was half asleep. I could tell you about TM in a way that would make you sign up for TM tomorrow. Tell us, tell us. I want to be convinced. No way. I hate convincing those that don't want to be convinced secretly. <laughs> I want to hear about... Uh, I want to... <laughs> exactly. It's like trying to make Brent Weinbach take mushrooms. It's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> That's so insider. I know. <laughs> you should date Brent Weinbach. He'll wear shoes naked. Kids. I bet he <laughs> Naked with Weinbach. Oh my He'll God. He'll have a members only jacket. He'll be like, yes. He has a tattoo on his, on his chest that chest. says members only. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was good work. Love you, man. Love you. Um, okay, after your divorce, were you like, fuck everything? Oh, Here I am. I'm yeah. Pete Holmes. And also, um, can Sorry, we talk about your new fucking TV show? Oh, yeah. Hey, you got a TV show. What's your, what are we doing first? <laughs> uh, let's talk about your TV show. Fuck your, fuck your ex wife. I'm going to tell you one thing. When I, when I was doing comedy before I was divorced, like, I remember. That was know, the I... thunder of God, also known as a motorcycle. 
That's the gang, the Thunder of God gang. Yeah. <laughs> I um I I remember envying people that had things that they felt really strongly about. Like I didn't feel really strongly about anything. I didn't really know what I was afraid of or what I was passionate about or what I really loved or hated or anything. I was just I was very in the middle. And then when I got divorced and once I realized that there was like there was actual evil in the world or sadness. I should say there's pain. I don't necessarily think what happened to me was evil, but it was painful. And once I realized that there was something to fight against being pain, it made, it made me dig my heels into comedy a, little, a lot deeper and understand that there was something important about it. I know that sounds lofty because it is. I feel very lofty about comedy. I feel like you're, do you feel like your comedy, you know, that there's always like, oh, the more fucked up you are, the better your comedy is where you're like, fuck, that's right. This pain is making some really good bits. Yeah. Well, then Mulaney and I, he said to me in my life, famously, not famously to anyone else, but to me famously, he said, pain gets in the way, which is true. Pain does get in the way. Uh, I didn't write, I don't have any great bits necessarily about my divorce on the podcast. I've said some funny things about my divorce. That's true. You have. But, uh, my comedy didn't really, I don't think you need to be super fucked up. I think you just need to live a three dimensional life. I think you need to realize, go through some peaks and then just have something to differentiate. Your brain wants to differentiate. That's like its main function. That's yeah. why like we acclimate to levels of happiness and levels of success. Everybody just adapts. If you have the same thing for a very long time and the same thing for a very long time, then the floor fell out and then I gained independence and I gained perspective and I, I realized what I stood for. Well, that's inspiring. But so graduating also- class of 2014, DeVry, get out there. <laughs> Break up with your significant other. Yeah. Well, now it's funny that you say that, Georgia, because when you tell me that you break up with your uh, fiance, I'm not proud of this. I One of the reasons, it's sorry to keep bringing it back to meditation, but one of the intentions I have for meditation and yoga and all that sort of stuff is to soften my heart because my heart is hard. When people are like, especially people in show business are like, I broke up with my fiance. I'm like, good. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, you're about to enter the most, and I'm not talking to you. <laughs> no, well, I'm teasing. I'm, glad this I'm isn't teasing. Personal, yeah. I just mean anybody. I'm just like you're about to enter the most successful time of your life, and yeah. it requires a degree of selfishness that couldn't possibly happen in your stupid relationship. Now, oh, that's the worst. I know. It's something that, that we deal with all the time. But then, like, at the same time, here's the other side of that coin is we don't want to be, and I'm not shitting on him, but I don't want to be Gary Shandling. I don't want to be successful and have my shows and have my quiet house and my stupid cars or whatever he has. I want to be like, Seinfeld. I want to have the family and the kids. What if, you're, the, what if you're wrong, though, and you can have both? You just have to find the right person for it. That's like, what I was just saying. Conan, Seinfeld. I don't want to be Gary Shandling. Yeah. I, I mean. Conan. I'd like to be Conan. Right. In all of his tall, I, I we broke up because, not because uh, he wasn't supportive and I couldn't do my own thing, but because we just wasn't working anymore. Well, I didn't say that's so, why you broke up. I know. I'm just saying, like, you know what though? And this is about comedy, and we're not stand-up comics. We're we're, we're not sit down. Yeah, comics that's true. Either. That's true. Very we are clearly. lounging. But I, but I think that there's a certain degree of of like earnestness and embarrassing honesty that that kind of has to be present to be a good comedian. And when you're faking a relationship, you're so used to like. Putting a, a weird veneer over yeah. your actual emotions, or being, or, um, or just there's someone you don't want to hurt, so you're not completely yourself. It actually goes yourself. back to what you were saying about sexual adventurousness. Meaning, mm-hmm. when you were saying you wait until you've been together for a while, and you're like, "By the way, this is the nipple." Yeah. Um, 
for me, I actually believe that it's more powerful to introduce that stuff at the beginning because at the beginning they don't know any better. So you're kind of like, this is what I do. I want to piss on you or whatever it is. Yeah, and you act like it's normal. And, and then you act like it's, it's normal. normal. Similarly, if you're in the arts and you start dating somebody and they know you as an artist and they knew before they started dating you that every facet of your life is shared on your podcast or shared in your standup or is, is going to be exposed somewhere through their work and they actually like that or they're okay with that. That's like a sex move that would have been freaky if you started dating them when you were just open micing it. So my hope yeah. is that yeah. I'll be established enough that we start dating and it's like, of course I'm going on tour. That's what I do or whatever it is. Not to assume that every girl is going to think that's Well, you said this crazy thing to me last okay. night. So of course I'm going to talk about it on my podcast. Can sure. It seems so. That's so true, but it's also so selfish. But I, do you know what I mean? In like a. Right. Of course it's my art, but it is. I'm just trying to set up, but look. But it's kind of true. That being said though, it, look, and I understand that that might even seem like a little like, oh, the guy is going to just swing his dick around and everything. But like. I can see it going the other way, that a woman is such an artist that whatever you do to her is going to impact her painting or whatever it is. And you understand, like, it goes both ways. I could see myself yielding that sort of love to somebody and being like, of course she's going to paint me shitting into a dog's mouth oh, because I... Or do stand-up. She can do stand-up. She if she does stand-up, stand it's a deal breaker. Oh, my God. It, have you no, ever dated a, a female, mm -hmm. a comedian? I have, yeah. <laughs> How did that go? It was the greatest. And was then Paula Poundstone. It was Paula. <laughs> and she started doing some weird stuff. She peed, she peed on you. She mm. peed on me, but she did it right up top. So I was like, I guess yep, this yep. is normal. Yep. Yep. Um, no, was it weird dating a female comic? Were you, were you doing bits all the time? Is that what you call them? Bits? The comedian that I dated, I'm, I'm very good friends with, and she still remains someone who inspires me very deeply, who I, I love very much. Um, so we were doing bits but not in the bad way. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. I, I, I assure you it wasn't. We did a lot of laughing. I'll oh, say that. It was nice. What happened? But then, you know, a lot of things happen. I, I, I learned through that relationship that I can be very withholding, that I can, like, for example, if I think something you do sucks, I won't tell you for six months. It sucks. Unless it's Georgia, and then you'll tell her immediately. If it's Georgia, I'll just be like, <laughs> I don't like trying to persuade you. I can tell your heart is hard. <laughs> you know, Wait, so then for the, specifically the six months, are you like kind of a dick and like not completely in it because you're holding something back? No, no, no. You know, can I make a theory about you though? I really, it's sure. interesting. We were, we didn't, George and I normally say, what did you learn this week? And I was going to say something Oh yeah. about, um, I don't know, about wasps who use their wings to cool nests nobody cares but i also learned a lot about codependent behavior because i was in this relationship yeah. that just kind of ended and i was like why was this such a fucked up relationship I, yeah. this guy was great in a lot of ways but then it was terrible in other ways so i started realizing like oh i think there was some code codependent stuff happening so i started going down like wikipedia holes and webmd holes and i was like oh i'm that girl alone on my computer at 11 at night with like anyway um like reading about that but it's interesting, though, because people who are come from households where they like, couldn't just say what they were feeling and they were always trying to be like the good kid end up in codependent relationships where they do withhold their feelings. And then they try to they try to always be the person giving and always be a good person. And then they wind up trying to control situations in any way they can because they, they can't just blah, blur it out. Yes. And I see myself doing that. And I think that's kind of why I pick guys who are fixer uppers. Because I'm like, I want to be the person that helps you. Interesting. Instead of just having a guy that's like, yeah, I have my shit together. And I also get off on helping people. See? Well. Yeah, you what, what you just that? said. 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a grown hey, man. Hey, that $1,100 that you went to Transcendental Meditation oh, don't could have been a great therapist to help you guys. No, you can, have a, you can learn that. I go to therapy. Oh. Well. And my therapist is way more than $1,100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's but, excellent. But Dr. You, Gary Penn, check him out. <laughs> I pl- I'm the only person that plugs my therapist. Shout out. He's got a great book. Shout out to awesome. Dr. Gary Penn. But did you, do you recognize those behaviors? And then of you... course. What you said is to a T. Right. I, I go to therapy. I go to Al-Anon and I meditate and all that sort of stuff. Uh, totally. That's me to a T. Really? I also, oh, I also think so it's sad. interesting. I mean, it's sad for anyone. I do that too. And it sucks that you're like, these are beha- this is a behavior that other people have. And I didn't know. I thought I was just being but nice. Here's, and really here's the interesting thing is that every artistic uh, progression I have is also a personal progression. My progression as a performer and as an artist is also a personal progression. So the more I talk about these habits and the more I talk about these things like that on stage, uh, the less likely I am. I won't be able to hide them from anybody anymore. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that they need to be a consumer of my wares. All right, Pete. <laughs> We've learned about transcendental right, meditation. Actually, really quick. What the fuck is up with your new show? We didn't talk about it. I know. I just saw something in like Deadline two days ago. We're, we're wrapping it up. Can we talk about what that when that airs and what the fuck it's about? For God's sakes, I'm so proud of you, and I don't uh, know why. <laughs> um, congratulations! <laughs> seriously, tell us what the deal Did is. Did you just show Biz congratulate me? Congratulations! Can you seriously? Hmm? What the fuck is the show? The show tell is a, it's a half hour talk show that will be on after Conan on <laughs> TBS. Yay! Good I mean, job. We will Thank absolutely, show, we'll, right? we'll absolutely be on it. Like absolutely. <laughs> oh, you could do it. You'd be great be, on it. We would we'll love to do that. that door so. every night. You can make Mart Mar Martonis. You make Martonis. We'll make you Martonis. It's um, like a Mart. It has the face of Tony Soprano in it in the froth. It's can like, you get an above shot of I'm these? We can't. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just sit there and have a Guinness the whole time? Yes, but you won't pour it in a cup. Out of a can. I'm, I just are you that if you look at it from the top, it's a perfect picture of James Gandolfini, but we can't manage to get an overhead shot of it. Well, trust me, it looks a lot like him. This is a Martoni. And then I sip it, and then we're ready for the shot, and it's ruined. <laughs> that makes me so sad. Mm. So yeah, it's when gonna, is the premiere? Stupid! It's, it's, on, it's on in the fall, so it's not for a while. Well, I've already fallen for it, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? Oh, well, when do you start shooting? I don't know. Holy shit! Well, it's four times a week. It's like a it's like a strip show. I know, so like, like but do you start shooting in fall? It's not live. I so we'll start shooting very close to when it airs. Pete Holmes, thirty three years your old. Every time you have your own god damn television show you shave your moles for it as george just said i would shave my moles for it if if they were on camera you know what you could get electrolysis on that you're a fucking baller right now you got your own could TV I? show yeah. absolutely i'd be wary, i'd be wary of putting a laser into a mole mm. i don't want to it is like gunpowder for cancer that's what i'm saying yeah i get it it's fine well um, sorry about your dad by the way it's okay oh jesus <laughs> he's i meant that i know I, that was a weird that was a thanks for bringing it back to my dad's cancer. It's well, bone you... cancer, so it has nothing to do with lasers. But he's fighting it. He's doing a good job. I, I want to you. shout out to my dad, 68. Shout out to Dr. Berenson of West Hollywood. Dr. Cancer Penn of Santa Monica. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Docs. Really quick. Okay. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Silence of the Wards. Uh, Silence of the what? Wards. Pete, what's one thing 
that you love so much that you want to fuck. Let's bring it to fuck that. Fuck that's a thing that we do. You tell us one thing you love so much you want to fuck it. One thing that you fuck hate. Fuck that. One of each. Fuck that. It makes you so mad. Pepsi versus Coke. What is it? I don't know. CD skipping. <laughs> oh, uh, I hate gum snapping. People that snap their gum okay. or whistle alone on planes. Oh, those fuckers. No, what do you love? That, do they? People. What? You got to fly more. <laughs> Every other Pass. plane. I'm telling you. I'm kidding. That's not true. Uh, there was a guy whistling alone on a plane. Like it, it would be one thing almost if he was reading. This is, I'm stealing the stop. Me and Chris Thayer were talking about it. We were on the plane together, and he was like, "There's a man just whistling." Not reading and whistling, not listening to music and whistling along, just whistling, just staring forward Maybe and that's whistling. that's his, his mantra, his transcendental mantra. That brings well, me to what I love so much that I would fuck it. I would fuck transcendental meditation <gasps> hardcore, and I'd, ha and I'd have beer shake dick that I'd be trying not to come the whole time. <laughs> Every time I fuck transcendental meditation, I'm trying not to come. And then I go, it's a shame that Georgia will never open her mind to this. What, are you coming? I'm fine with that. Transcendental <laughs> meditation. That's my fuck that. That's your fuck that? What's your fuck that then? Uh, my fuck, yeah, I love... But I'm a gigolo and it costs $1,100 yeah. to fuck me. <laughs> it's too, mm, I was going to say something about blowjobs, but I'm not going to. Oh, heavens. Um, I don't have a fuck yeah. <laughs> you don't have any fuck yeahs? No. How about the fact that we signed papers on our own television show? Oh, yeah. Dummy. Fuck yeah, we have a TV, uh, we show. TV show. Yeah, we ought to De Laurentiis. Sold the TV show. Jada to Jada? Jada is our executive producer for our television show. Yeah, we signed our papers today, like in our lawyer's office, like for real with an expensive pen and stuff. De Laurentiis. Yep. Is so it that's a fuck that. Tasteful Cleavage Productions? <laughs> it's called A Cup Productions. Oh. So it's real sad. Oh, I meant Jada. Oh. Yeah, we yes. know. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Allie, what's your fuck yeah fuck that? Oh God! I had this set before. Hold on. Was uh, it culinary? Uh, nope, nope, nope. It wasn't. Was it relational? Nope. Um, I'm gonna say the thing I want to fuck so hard is a really. It's a Kanye song from like two years ago, but it's Kanye's power. And um, oh yeah, no man should have all that power. But I forget it comes up on my iPod when I'm running sometimes, and then oh, I just no. start sprinting. <laughs> yeah, it's a oh, really no. good running song. So that's what I'm gonna fuck <laughs> so hard. And then oh, no. fuck that is texting <laughs> and fighting over text <laughs> with someone that you've been dating <laughs> because there's. Thank you so much for that. No <laughs> one man should have all oh, that power. <laughs> Are you fighting with someone currently? No, I mean I, I just went through a breakup and then there's a lot of communication that's it's sent over text. It's like, but why can't it? But 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 it, and it's just like a million texts and it's uh, the tone is messed up oh, and it's yeah. misconstrued and it's painful and every time a text comes in it feels like a barb in your heart and so every, oh. like trying to relay hard feelings over text messages is a thing that I want to fuck off so hard because yes. it, it never works and you think that you're relaying something and they're relaying something and no one is and it's, it couldn't be more caustic so you're at a meal oomph. and someone who's in one of those fights gets a text and then their color just they're leaves gone no. they're just gone yeah, from the, like, yeah. Oh. I know so I'm going to say I that eating alone yeah. we're all eating alone the world's on fire that's Ex what Buddha said Except for ghosts who are dangling their junk in your face. Some of them. You've got ghost dingle dangle in your fucking face right now. They That's think it's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> what did that man want? <laughs> you know what he wanted? What? To keep it crispy. Uh, keep I it did crispy, it to you on our show. Keep it sleepover. <laughs> keep it slumbery. Keep, keep it, it slumbery. Zs. Thank you for being here, dummy. Yeah. High five. Thanks, dick face. I, <laughs> only the first time. Sorry, I was mean to you. <laughs> ah, wow. Oh, that was very funny. Slumber party with that was great. I'm gonna sit in this wine spritzer. <laughs>